Hey everyone, uh, thanks for tuning in to Senpai's Playlist. Uh, Claire isn't available today, I guess I can just do a solo show. Wait, hold on, What? what's this? <laughs> Mr. Bowers, you will die. Okay, looks like... I need to call someone for help, so, uh, let me call my friend, uh, ah, another perfect guy to call. Carlito. Carlito. You... Hey, what's up? Alright, hey hey. hey, hey, man, listen, um, like, you, you... the Heroes 3 podcast, you, you know a lot about, like, fighting and stuff, right? <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, guess, I guess you could say that, yeah, I like, I like watching people fight. <laughs> Okay, well, I have a bit of a problem. I was sitting here, I was trying to do the show, and I got this random message out of nowhere. Someone, I I think, challenged me to fight. They just came over and was like, you will die? Oh. So, uh... uh how you, how you want to handle this is what, what, what I want to know. Well, I, here's the thing. It, it's kind of funny because tomorrow at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, they're going to announce the new Mortal Kombat fighters. And if I... If, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but it sounded like Shane Stone's line from the Mortal Kombat movie. Uh, so, well, I, I, go on. I'm into that. I'm into that. Um, well, I guess if, if if you're getting challenged, right, you got you got to amp yourself up, right? And and sometimes sometimes you got to use some music to amp yourself up, right? All right. So I guess we should just go ahead and listen to some anime music based on. Martial arts anime. I I think that sounds like a plan, dude. Like uh, something that always gets people hype is some anime characters running in front of some credits. <laughs> this is true. This is just a fact of life that I believe people should accept more often over just you know their usual like you know like new age hip hop and heavy metal dubstep. Ugh. Props. Ugh. That, that that doesn't get me hype, man. Oh, yeah. You, you just, know what gets me hype? Watch some Japanese watch. girls singing all loud. <laughs> I mean, I thought you were going to say seeing people punched in the face, but hey, Japanese girls singing. <laughs> this works, too. Yeah. All right, everyone. Um, welcome to Senpai's Playlist. I am your host, The Last Recon. Today, I have a very special guest. The one, the only, from the Heroes 3 podcast, Kung Fu Carlito. Hey, man. Thanks for having me on today. This is going to be fun. Yeah, see, so like I stated during our little spiel, um, they are going to announce the new characters in Mortal Kombat tomorrow for Combat Pack 2, and I'm really excited, especially after the travesty that was Steve from Minecraft. We're not going to talk about that today. We're just going to oh, let it man. go. We're, we're going to let it go. We're going to move right. forward. Okay. But me and Carlito have decided to pick tracks from martial arts anime to help me prepare for this potential, I guess, death match against this person yeah. so um uh, yeah 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 but i mean talk about those mortal Kombat characters i feel like we've been we've been getting everything we wanted out of that like you got robocop in there robocop <laughs> look like you know I heard, what? I heard a rumor that i heard a rumor that it might be rambo i don't know if you heard that i've heard this rumor too there's so many rumors so tell you what how about we play the first track of someone that i honestly think if they were in mortal Kombat, it'd be great and whom I really wish would train me, but the problem is, well, 
After I play the track, then we can explain why this man could never train me. Okay, so we're going to go look for the master of Hokuto Shiken, Kenshiro himself. This is the opening track to Fist of the North Star, the movie. And the song is called... Okay, so Carlito, and the song... What's the song called? I will Torimodosei by Crystal King. Alright, so we're going to play it, and we're going to go find Master Kenshiro. Although, like I said, we're going to have to kind of give proper context as to why Kenshiro cannot train me. So here we go.
All right, that was called. What was it called again, Carlito? Oh, it's called Ayo Torimodose. Um, and it's sung by Crystal King. Oh, yeah, man. legendary opening for the Fist on Horse Star. This, like I was talking to you about, it's like a newer version of the opening song mm-hmm. that they did for the um, features that they created like mid 2000s for a Hokuto no Ken. I think it was for an anniversary. So they did um, like, I think it was like three features, each kind of focusing on different characters. So uh, Rao, Yuria, and I think Toki also got one too. Toki's my dude. I love that guy. I mean, uh, all right. So to kind of give some context, uh, and I explained this in the first battle, I actually played a different version of this song. And the first battle I had against Carlito in my other podcast, VGM Fight Club, on the very first episode. Um, so, Fist of the North Star, the whole concept of the anime is it's set in a post-apocalyptic world where it's overrun by gangs and rivals, and you have the main hero, Kenshiro, who is the sole heir and successor to the Fist of the North Star fighting style. Because how it's set up is that there can only be one successor every year. Kenshiro was adopted by his father and raised with his three brothers, Rao, Toki, and Johnny. And Kenshiro's father chose him to, you know, be the sole heir. So I think, what, how many, is ever how many years a new successor is chosen? So, um, it, 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 it's a great anime overall. Now, the reason why I would not be able to go to Sir Kenshiro, Kenshiro-san, and ask him to train me is because, again, there can only be one sole successor. So, he'd have to kill me before he could train me. Although, Kenshiro does not kill indiscriminately. That's right. And it's funny that you say that. Like, So, Toki is your favorite character. And I think when we were talking about the Fist of the North Star fighting game, you were telling me, I think, what, Toki was the character you used the most? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Toki's really strong in that Arc Systems works fighting game. Which Actually, that game's super broken. So a lot of characters are really strong, but I think that that's really what makes that game a lot of fun. So Toki can move, he has like a command dash, uh-huh. so he can like dash in the air, and he can zip up into the air, he can land, so yeah, the game looks crazy. It's, it's, it's awesome to see people that know what they're doing play that game. I'm so mad because like I stated on the um, BGM Fight Club first episode, um, if you want, you can go look at, there's an episode of Friday Night Fisticuffs where they play it. Every year I go to MAGFest and I see the game, I don't get to play it because there's always a line. I'm like, that in the initial D racing um game. Oh, I'd be so mad. Like, I just want to play. <laughs> Although, my brother is working on a way to get Fist of the North Star, the PS2 version, onto his Raspberry Pi. He already got Cadillacs and Dinosaurs on there. So next time I go visit him, I'm going to play that. I might just get me a Raspberry Pi. 40 years old for because or next year because I hacked my Super Nintendo Classic so I can play certain games but like I I need to work on getting a Mame emulator on there but anyway um but all right so how did you play this game oh well I mean I was a huge fan of this in our start and I was into import gaming so ah I was also am a huge fighting game player so I followed Arc System Works because they've made the Guilty Gear games and then when I heard that the Arc System Works development team was working on a Fist of the North Star game, I was like, oh man, I, I can't wait to play this. So I never actually saw it in the arcade, but when it came out for play-
Oh, it kind of sounds like, uh, well, not exactly like it, but like in Dragon Ball Fighters, um, you can get the seven Dragon Balls. And you, the seven Dragon Balls? Yeah, you can get the seven Dragon Balls, and um, then you can, usually it gives you four options. You can either get health back, bring back uh, bring a partner, um, I think Booster, and what was the fourth one? I forget. You, you, it's so funny. Oh, I think you get Sparking. of that because I you know it's funny because like um, I don't know if you ever played it uh, the Fist of North Star punching game yeah oh my it's god it's like fight mania sometimes yeah. you see it oh, oh yeah it's, it's the best it's crazy yeah. because I was thinking about this when I recorded our pop I recorded that first episode I was talking about this and it still bugs me out the game is in Korean but all the voice actors speak English Yeah, because I played it where it was just in Japanese. I've, every version I've played has been, it's in Korean language, and the the voice actors are all in English, and it just, it blew my mind, like, I didn't realize it until, like, after I recorded the first episode of Fight Club, I'm like, wait a minute, how's that make sense? <laughs> I mean, for me, I don't want to care if it was in Portuguese or whatever, I, I'd still, if I saw it anywhere, I'd be playing that right away fun so basically like for the listeners that maybe don't know is an arcade machine where it's like whack-a-mole but it's like kung fu whack-a-mole so there are like six pads that pop out and in order to defeat your opponents you have to punch the right pads it's it's so much fun yes it is it's super good and i i played it a couple of times but yeah, you, you also wear these, like, big, like, gloves. <laughs> like, they make you put these... I mean, you don't 
Think like MMA fighting gloves, basically. Like, I would suggest definitely wearing those for people that played it for the first time, but for someone like me, we wouldn't even, me and my brother wouldn't even put on the gloves. Like, to us, it just made our knuckles harder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's great. Uh, so, you imported this, so what? Did you have a modded PS2? So, I I actually have, I had a, a Japanese PS2. Once the, once the Slims came out, mm-hmm. I, I, I bought a Slim Japanese PS2, and I basically just had it for, like, um, the fighting games that I bought that wouldn't come out in America. Oh, okay. So, like, this is North Star, uh, Melty Blood. Um, oh, yeah, we never did get Melty Blood. Like, yeah, just, just games that I knew wouldn't come out in America that I wanted to play. And I played, I, I got, I'm going to bring it up a little later, but um, I got into the Super Robot Wars game. Oh, Super Robot Wars Tyson, which, look, yeah. you know, we'll talk about that later because we know for a fact why that will never come to States. But anyway, we've talked long, long enough. All right, so Kenshiro cannot help me. So, all right, who can we go to next? Yeah, so we're, 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 like we've tried my guy, my guy can't help me. Let's go to your guy next. <laughs> oh, okay, so this is kind of a wild choice, but um, I, I think uh, when you're when you want to try anything, you're gonna want to go with the anything goes school of martial arts. So uh, my first pick is the original opening theme for Ranma One Half, Jaja. Let me let me get that. Like right, so I don't sound goofy. Um, that was almost that's harder than Iwatori uh, Modose. Uh, so Jaja Umani Sasenaide from Ranma One Half. Now when we opening song. Now when we get back, I'm gonna explain to you what the English names of this song is. So all right, so we're gonna go ahead and play Jaja, whatever the hell he just said. And people, remember, stay away from hot water. Lama, lama. 
All right, that was the Western opening of Rama and a Half called, what was it again? Okay, so now here's what I have for the, and that's by Etsuko Nishio. Uh, here's what I have for the names, English translations for the names of this. Okay. Tendo Family's Annoying Acquaintance, or Don't Make Me Wild Like You, parentheses, Don't Make Me Be a Violent Girl. Okay, so just to give some background on Rama and a Half. Um, I call, is it Rama and a Half or Rama Half? Um, I, I always say Rama One Half. Okay, so Rama One Half. Okay. So, the background is about a boy and his father, Rama, who is a martial arts master. Well, not master, but he's a martial arts prodigy, okay? His dad's a martial arts master. They go up into the mountains to the... What were the springs called again? Jusenkyo, the Cursed Springs. Yeah, the Cursed Springs. And what happens is Rama fell into a spring that when he gets hit with cold water, he becomes a girl. His father fell into the spring that when he gets with cold water, he becomes a panda. And hijinks ensue. But the thing is, throughout the whole series, Rama is not the only one that um, can turn, like, gets, that has bathed in these springs. Uh, you have Ryoga, as we were talking about, who um, turns into what's known as P-Chan, a small black pig, which, here's the funny story I was telling you, like, when we were listening to the song. So... As I said before, I work for a place called True Green. I was at a property to go do the, I was at a property doing the property and I couldn't get through the front gate. So I went all the way around to the back to get to the back gate. I open up the gate and in the middle of the, yard, of the yard is a big fat black pig. And I did one of these, I, I looked, I looked to the side thinking like, Okay, is this real or is this like a prop? Like, because a lot of yards I go to, people have props of like gears and stuff, and I guess they use it for target practice or whatever, right? And I sat there and I took a step forward, and this thing snorted at me and started like coming towards me. I left out the yard, closed the gate, was like, nope, nope, not doing this today. And I told my brother about it. He goes, So it was an adult P chan? I'm like, You got jokes. So, uh, no, it did not. Okay, I did not have time to check the pig had a yellow bandana. My first thought was, um, Hannibal, this thing was gonna eat me. Your first thought should have been to throw some hot water on that pig. Oh my god, like, so, uh, but yeah, throughout the series, like, like I said, they encounter other people. Um, most hilariously, my favorite character of the entire series, Pantyhose Tara. <laughs> old guy that gave him that name? Hopposai. <laughs> so, an old martial arts master named Hopposai gave Pantios Taro his name, because he uh, he bathed him in the spring. He helped deliver the baby, I believe. And then he bathed him in this cursed spring and gave him the nickname Pantios Taro. And... All mixed up. He was like a bull and a, and a snake and he had wings. Like, great. Like, he's all mixed up. But he, he's like a... Minotaur slash Chimera thing, and he can grow really, really big. Like, oh god, just it, it is a hilarious thing. Um, and on top of that, yeah, so, go so on. The, the thing, the the thing we should mention, yeah, it's a, it's a martial arts themed anime and manga series by Rumiko Takashi. But a 
Oh yeah. And also, there's like uh, it's like a romance, so it's like kind of a martial arts comedy romance. All of these kind of things put together, and I think it really works. And also, I mean, for me, I love kung fu movies. Again, I have to say this is that in Rama one half, you know, you have these situations where Rama's really agile and he's like can like jump around. I feel like he has like almost like the agility of a Spider-Man when he's fighting. But um, you can see like kung fu movies and how they fight. So like a Jackie Chan fight scene where he's leaping over stuff, and you know the choreography is really creative and kind of amusing. That's the kind of stuff that I think of when I watch Rama One Half. And I was like, it's all of this same stuff around the same time. So hello, hello. What the hell? What just happened? Uh, uh hold on. For some reason, it like. Hold on, what the heck? Voice connected. Why why did it do that? What what Hold on let me Oh I think that's what alright, can you hear me now? I can hear you. Yeah. Okay, there it goes. Alright, because it switched from video to it switched from video to phone, so I just put you on speaker, so that's better. Okay. Yeah. I don't I don't know why it did that. That was weird. Um no, uh, you know, it it must be the evil it, it must be the evil bad guy. Interfering with our electronics. <laughs> this this guy, like, so. Oh my God, Chris Jericho. All right. So I'm also watching AEW people, but yeah. Um. Oh, the other part, like as Carlito was saying, the um, the romance part has to do with the fact that Rama is um, betrothed to the middle daughter. Or no, is is it the youngest or the middle daughter? Daughter. The youngest daughter of the Tendo family, which comprises of what was the older sister's name? There's Kasumi, Nabiki, and Akane. So Kasumi's the oldest. Nabiki's and, uh, the Nabiki's middle one. Like the, the middle, the troublemaker. And Akane's the old. I mean, youngest. Now, here's the thing about Nabiki, which I always found funny. Nabiki was all about money. Yeah. She would charge people for any little thing. I think she blackmailed Rama on a number of occasions. For money. Yeah, she'd always take pictures of Rama. <laughs> like, oh my god. So, like, it, it's a funny show. Uh, it's definitely a funny anime, manga. Uh, but the thing is, man, I, I gotta be honest. Like, as much as I, you know, think Rama's awesome. But I don't know how being able to turn into a woman is gonna help me with this fight. I mean, this guy don't... I, from the tone of his voice and that threatening you will die, I don't think he's gonna care if I have breasts. <laughs> Just saying, and no offense, I kinda like having a penis, okay? Being able to pee standing up is a great commodity in this day and age. So, we're, we're gonna have to look elsewhere, but where to next? I know. Oh wait, damn. You know what, I, I'm gonna regret this, but we're gonna have to go find a guy that, quite honestly, as far as I'm concerned, he's gonna get us all killed. He's gonna get us all killed someday. Just, uh, you know where we gotta go, Carlito? Where's that? We gotta go find Goku. Oh, Goku, all the way to Goku so quickly, alright, let's do it. <laughs> uh, oh, so quickly, like, I I'm sorry, look, okay, I will explain my beef with Goku when we get back, just, uh, so this is... Alright, so, actually, Carlito, I have... It, it's weird, because I couldn't decide 
which one I wanted to go with. So, all right, so GT, Z, or Kai? So are we talking about songs or are we talking about series? Opening. Very different opinions. The so, opening. The opening. I feel, okay, so I, I do really enjoy uh, Dragon Ball GT's opening. So that's what we're going to go with. That it, Enjoy the show. That's what we're going to go with. We're going to go with, um, uh, what is the name of this again? It's called Dan Dan Kokoro Hikareteru. Again, this man with the language. So we're going to go ahead and play Dan Dan, the, the, the Dragon Ball GT Japanese opening. And when we get back, we'll explain why Goku is going to get us all killed. Uh, here's the song.
go. Alright, Carlito, if you could once again give us the name of that song. Oh, yeah, it's called Dan Dan Kokoro Hikareteru. It's by Field of View. This is the opening song from Dragon Ball GT. Now, before you start, okay, and honestly, at some point, like when I edit this, the show's gonna open up with the drag. Well, Rock the Dragon. It's going to happen. Just deal with the people. What? No, don't know. I, I, I got to, man. I got, look, I got to stay to the classics, okay? But now, all right, so. See, for Carlito, all right, Carlito shares the, same, shares the same sentiment some people do. Well, I don't think you share the exact sentiment about Dragon Ball Z, but, like, there's a lot of people out there that honestly hate Dragon Ball Z. And my thing to that is. No, 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 no. Don't, don't get it twisted. I do like Dragon Ball. I do like Dragon Ball Z, but. I don't like the English version of Dragon Ball or Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> you know what's funny about that? Uh, so, I originally saw Dragon Ball Z in the English version. And I can only watch Dragon Ball Z in the English version, okay? But, what? GT? I mean, not GT, um, Super? I have to watch it with Japanese subtitles. I don't know why. I can watch it either or. And I think the main reason why is Frieza's bo- Alright, actually, here's the two reasons why. One. Frieza's voice in Japanese is fucking hilarious. It's awesome. Two, I cannot stand how, um... Oh, what, what's it called? What's it, wait, is it called Goku Black? Is he called Goku Black in um, Fighter Z? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I cannot stand how Goku Black sounds with his English up. I call this Super Saiyan Rose. What do you think? Yeah. Oh my god, you sound like a douchebag. Shut up! Yikes. It's like, just, just no, like no, like. Oh, I, I, I thought, I thought what you were gonna say is you didn't like Goku's Japanese voice, cause like I love. Goku. Oh, no, I just, I, I, it, it took some getting used to, honestly, cause I had listened to Goku. But all right, so let me make this very clear, people. I am not a fan of Goku. Why? I am going to seek this man's help. I don't know. Honestly, I'd rather have Weez or Vegeta train me. Hell, I'd rather have Yajirobe train me. Okay, at least I know I could do a hit and run, but. Goku, Goku will get us all killed. All of us, every last one of us, will be killed by get killed because of Goku. And now everyone's like, "Well, how's this so?" Goku is the guy that when Thanos showed up, he would give him the last Infinity Gem. Goku can get us all killed. He wants to fight somebody strong, so if. If he knows this dude could be strong, you, you you're gonna want a, somebody that's willing to train you that wants to get the best out of you, right? True, but Goku's kindness has. All right, case in point, um, Resurrection F. Okay, uh, he he was kind. He was gonna let Frieza go, and Frieza wind up killing uh, Vegeta yet again and destroying the planet. Why? Because of Goku's kindness. Goku, man. Yeah, that's why. That, that's why he can jump on Kinto, and that's why he can stand on that cloud. Goku is going to get us all killed. That's all there is to it. You know what? No, I don't want to be trained by this man. Okay? Like, look, it's one thing to be trained by the greatest in the universe. It's another to get, look. Just because someone does something bold does not make it any less stupid. The Dallas Cowboys kept Tony Romo on that team for years. Was it a bold decision? Yes. Was it a stupid decision? Also yes. 
That being said, what the hell? I forgot about this part. That being said, okay, so let's go find your like. Uh, who else we got that we can be trained by? Like I can get trained by. Like who else we got? Like it, I can't rely on Goku, man. Um, <laughs> all right, all right. So if you, uh, I feel like I have a choice for you that'll help you with your coordination. So um, coordination is good. I, yeah, yeah. So the, the 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 choice that I have here is a song called Double Infinity, and it's from the show Gear Fighter Dendo. Alright, and yeah, I remember when you sent this to me, I was like, what is this? I was looking at the, um, I was looking at the, like, video, I'm like, oh, like, this is awesome, but, um, it's actually funny, because when we were talking before we started recording, I remembered something, and I'll bring it up after we hear the song proper, so, alright, so we're gonna go find these Gear Fighter guys, and they'll help me with my coordination. Alright, so here we go.
So that was Infinity W, w Infinity for Gear Fighter. And the thing is, I actually have the singer's name. His name is Takayoshi Tanimato. Oh, no, no. That's the wrong thing. That's the wrong thing. I am sorry. Oh, wrong thing. All right. You, yeah, you go ahead. You go ahead. So, yeah, this, this song's called Double Infinity. And it's by Hironobu uh, Kageyama. And he told me Miyano. So it's like a... You know, it's a duet here. But the, I, the thing that I like to say is, Hironobu Kageyama, actually we just played a Dragon Ball song that wasn't by him, but anybody that's watched a lot of Dragon Ball will be recognizing his singing voice because he's the guy that sings like all the original Dragon Ball Z songs and like any Dragon Ball Z films, like, you know, Broly or, you know. Uh, World's Strongest, Tree of Might. Yeah. Sing all the songs for all the Dragon Ball uh, movies too. So yeah, he's a super well-known uh, anime song singer, and he's part of a group called Jam Project, which is like a anime singer. Wait, 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 wait. The same Jam Project that did One Punch Man opening? Yeah, yeah, the same. Wow. Okay. Yeah, That's so awesome. you don't know Kageyama's like way up there. He's like super legendary anime song guy. Alright, so. And, um, yeah, that's not even talking about this show. So, like, Gear Fighter Dando, the reason that I'm bringing it here is because even though it's like a mecha show, uh, the, the mechanics of the, the main robot in the show are very based in martial arts. And even piloting the, the robot in the show kind of has to do, like, what I was saying with coordination. So, if you. I think. For most people, or more people than would be familiar with Gear Fighter Dendo, I would recommend something like Pacific Rim. So in Pacific Rim, you have two pilots that are controlling the robot, and they have to stay coordinated, and their minds are linked. So uh, Gear Fighter Dendo is a show from 2001, and I feel like it's somebody that made Pacific Rim knew about this, because there's basically the same mechanics in... Gear Fighter Dendo. So Dendo, the main robot, has a gimmick where there are two young pilots that are both in a like a rig, and their their movements are mimicked by the robot, but they have to stay in perfect synchronicity to be able to pilot it. And it actually ends up being really cool and you know super anime. You know, kind of they're clumsy at first, so they fall down. Then they figure out how to work together, and that's kind of like a bond that they share as piloting the robot. So it's really fun. So, it's funny that you say that, so I take three things away from that. So, the first thing is, um, you saw the reboot of the Power Rangers movie, right? I actually did not see that new what? Power Rangers film. Okay, um... It's on, it's on my list. It's it actually, look, um, as someone that grew up watching the Power Rangers, the original, it's great. Mm -hmm. Um, but I love, there's a part in the movie... <laughs> for, for me, it was like, I, the same reason, that's why I don't want to see it. <laughs> Well, it's it's great actually because I was a little concerned too because they changed it up, but a lot of the changes they made actually made it really great. Now it's funny because there's actually a part in the movie that I really like because, all right, so the first time they got in the Zords, essentially, two hilarious things happened. So one, 
They're piloting the Zords, and Billy, who is the, um, who, who's the Blue Ranger, of course, even though he's black, but he's blue. Ha 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 ha. Um, he's piloting the Triceratops, okay? But he's driving it backwards. <laughs> Because he doesn't know how to pilot the damn Zord. I'm like, you know, that always did bug me a bit. That, like, just immediately, they knew how to pilot these things. No training, no nothing. Just, hey, here's a giant robot. I know what to do with this. No, no, you do not. I've never once seen any of you watch an episode of Gundam in this show. <laughs> Two. Kind of, oh, go on. Kind of suspension of disbelief that you kind of go into in a tokusatsu show like that, where it's like. Which yeah, you can turn into a big hero. Or, you know, you could also argue, why don't they just use their finishing move right away? Or why do they wait? All right, all right first off, all right, I'm going to get into that next. But let, let me get... Right. The second thing was that when they finally formed the Megazord, uh -huh. it was on happenstance. It was like a last-minute thing because they had no other choice. Like, they, they were all, like, a situation happened, like, balls to the wall, last resort, and suddenly they formed the Megazord. I was like, great. And you take a step forward and they fall over. Because it's like, oh, we got to all work together type thing. And like they um, they finally figured it out. It was great. But, uh, but all right, as of to that thing you're saying, like, why don't they use their finishing? All right, so first off, we all know why. I mean, that wasn't a question that I was looking at an answer for. You know, for an answer, I'm just saying, you know, that's, that's the kind of thing people are like, okay, do you want to enjoy the show or do you want to pick it apart like that? You know, like people, it's like, I don't think you want to, I don't think you're enjoying the show the way that you should be enjoying it. Yeah, like, my, my thing is this, like, when people ask me that question, I look at them and I say the same thing, like, okay, so why don't boxers throw out their biggest punch at the beginning of the fight? Yeah, my, my, my answer is because it's cool. My answer is because I I look at it from, like, I kind of do the same thing Purnell does with certain things, where I look at it from a realistic point of view, no matter how absurd it is. Like, when he was saying, like, when they announced Dynamaxing in Pokemon, which is a way of making your Pokemon much bigger and stronger, and it's like, okay, Whale Lord is already huge, and now you're going to Dynamax a Whale Lord, make it an even bigger. So, like, and there was a cartoon animation of someone Dynamax a Whale Lord, and it just crushed the whole stadium. And it's like, how can you explain this in a way it makes sense? So, the way I see it is, alright, so with mecha anime, especially, like, or as we call it, super, uh, what'd you call it, super robot anime? Yeah, so, like, what I'm saying is there are, you can divide mecha anime into super type shows and real type shows, and that actually becomes an actual kind of definition in like the super robot wars games so um super robots are fantastical they can do like uh they can shoot rocket punches they can shoot like beams from their chest and the sword will come out of nowhere and you have real type robots where they're grounded and more based in military style so it can still get pretty crazy too that's not to say that they're boring but they're just very different approaches to so so for those of you for those of you who need an example um prime example all right so godana would be considered a super mecha anime yes. and um yes. regular mobile suit gundam would be considered a our gundam wing would be considered a realistic mecha anime um yeah but as i was saying from like a scientific perspective if you have a robot that big that's burning up that much energy obviously 
you're going to um you're gonna need to build up energy so you can't just fire like trust me like it, the show like if they can honestly like it, and plus it's the pageantry of it you know how it's gonna end you know uh, you know monster you know they beat up on the monster they use their weapons okay although i will say this about the power rangers okay one of the most influential episodes which to me and i don't think any other enemy has ever done this before but i thought it was always interesting so there was an episode i think it was like episode two and three of the original mighty Morphin power rangers tv series season one where they fought against a guy named um i think he was something pig or oh let me look up the name all right so uh they're fighting against a monster called pudgy pig and the monster ate their weapons and it's like, oh, you ain't got your weapons. What do you do now? And they had to figure out a way to get him to spit their weapons back up. But no monster has ever done that before since. Other than in the comics where, like, they try to form the Megazord. And someone busted up them forming the Megazord. But anyway, but, like, all right. So, oh, the thing I was trying to say to you. So, um, we were talking about Gundam, Gundam Build Fighters. Okay, so in the second, I guess you could say second season of Gundam Build Fighters Re-Rise... Um, so they fought against a, because I was sitting there looking at the opening scene for this anime, and I'm like, I feel like I know those, like, animal forms from somewhere. And Gun Bill Fighters Re-Rise, they fight up against a team that they use animals to form a Gundam. Are you talking about Tryon 3? I do definitely know about, yeah, Tryon 3 and Build Fighters Try, because, yeah, it's... It's awesome because they use the base for that as is double Zeta Gundam, but it's a combiner made up of three different animals. Yeah, it's pretty great. And yeah, it is very similar to what you'd see in Gear Fighter Dando, because in, in Gear Fighter Dando, they have these add-on animals, and there's like a whole theme of like computers. So even in the song, you hear them say like save and load, and uh, those are like, it's like a, there's a pop group in Gear Fighter Dendo, and the pop group's name is C Drive. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> yeah, so there's like kind of a running theme in that. <laughs> these, these animals that are basically like upgrade weapons for uh, Dendo the robot. The other thing that I think is really cool that I haven't seen done in anything else that Dendo did is that um, the Dendo the Mecha itself, his forearms and his calves are uh, are wheels, the gears that 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 is called Gear Fighter Dendo. Uh -huh. So you'll see him kind of get on his knees, and it's like he has wheels because those gears will, will rotate and spin, and so he can move really fast. And he can do these really great sweep kicks and roundhouse kicks, and all of his like special attacks are actually very similar to Fist of the North Star, these really cool martial arts moves that he uses to take out, uh, that they use to take out the enemies. Hmm, okay. Alright, so... It's really cool. I think it's an underrated show. I, I, I might definitely give it a look-see, because it looks like something my kids would like to watch, especially if I could find an English dub version. So, alright. So, these guys are going to teach me coordination, but here's the thing. Um, I don't have my robot piloting license. Uh, forgot to renew it last year, so... Okay. We're, we're gonna have to find someone else, so, um... Wait! I know the perfect guy! I mean, he, he's a little, uh... Well, he used to be on an inch. He, he's, he's nicer now. Just, you know, um... 
we need to do our best not to piss him off. So, I'm going to play Heart of Sword, the ending to Veroni Kenshin, at least season one from what I remember. Um, and you probably know more information about this than I do, correct? So, um, I don't remember who sings the song, but I think it was the third ending song from Veroni Kenshin, yeah. All right, so we're going to play that, and then um, we'll explain more about that show as well.
All right, so that was um, Heart of Sword by who did you call him again? STM Revolution. Technical technical machines had a revolution. Oh man, what? what how am I gonna train my Pokemon now? <laughs> but all right, so um, Roni Kenshin was an anime that I honestly loved to death when I was much younger. Um, so. Foul around, let's see, I had the 14-15. Cartoon Network started having this thing called Toonami that would come on, I believe, what was it, like 4 o'clock in the afternoon to like 6 o'clock or 7 o'clock in the afternoon? Yeah, it was something like that. And usually they would show Roni Kenshin, uh, Dragon Ball Z, Gundam Wing or G Gundam after Gundam Wing got done airing, and, um, I think it was a fourth one, but I can't remember. But it definitely was, like, it was an hour block of Dragon Ball Z and everything else, okay? Um, it was, oh, God, look. I can't tell you what it meant to me at that age to, oh, crap, it's four o'clock, Toonami's on. <laughs> like, everything yeah, stopped. It's really formative for a lot of people. That's why, like, when people sit there and talk about, like, Dragon Ball Z, I'm like... Dude, like, you had to have been there during that time. Like, I get it a lot. Oh, the storyline of this. I look at Dragon Ball Z the same way I look at Godzilla movies. I am not there for the plot. I'm here for monsters fighting and destroying shit and fire and explosions. <laughs> this is what I'm here for. Like, I saw someone po made a post about Godzilla vs. Godzilla King of the Monsters talking about, Oh, it's a terrible movie. There's no plot. It's not supposed to have a plot. It's two giant monsters. There was multiple monsters in that. It was just monsters fighting most of the movie. There was a subplot. No one gave a damn. Okay? King Ghidorah, Godzilla, fucking shit up. Yeah, I love that movie. Oh my god. Like, I can't wait for Godzilla vs. Kong. I gotta wait to May of next year, but whatever. Like, I just want a trailer. Just give me a trailer, please. But anyway. Back to Roni Kenshin. So, um, <laughs> the whole story of Roni Kenshin basically is that Kenshin Imura, who was known as Potosai, the Manslayer, is now trying to lead a life of peace. Uh, if you want to get his whole backstory, go watch Samurai X. But don't watch it around your kids. It's very violent and gruesome. Uh, whereas in Roni Kenshin, Kenshin, while still using a sword, uses a reverse blade and the, um, what was his style called again? Iten Mitsuru Yeah, the he is the Sakabato. Yeah, the Sakabato sword. Which is this is where Carlito's expertise comes in because of the martial arts. So explain to us this style of swordplay because it is a martial art. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's just kind of like a lot of different shonen, uh, you know, manga and anime where. You know they have this kind of fictional martial arts style but i think the important thing is that you know it goes into the details of the attack so uh every time ronnie kenshin gets involved in a, in a in a fight with somebody you know he'll call out the move and each move has its own very special motion and uh effect one of the things i remember is um he's fighting shishio right um oh at the end yeah, so, you know, it's, uh, when he does a move, you know, everybody says, oh, he's, he's doing this move, and then it's like, okay, it's not just about the first step of the attack, it's about, you know, if, well, I forget what it says, his master is like, 
if you don't get if you don't get wounded by the teeth the claws will pull you in or something like that so it's like you know it's all this made up stuff but it's the drama of knowing the martial arts like details of these fictional attacks it's like in naruto or something like that you know they'll go into it so even with sword fighting i feel like you know these are martial arts techniques that you can get into detail about and i think that that's really what's fun about a lot of these shonen fighting series i mean i know um in the seashell fight he did something where like he deflected seashell's blade and like the spinning of his attack created a vortex that sucked CCO in, yeah, the vacuum or whatever. And it's funny because like the way they were describing it, and it's just it just clicked for me. So for those of you, if you ever run to understand where Yu-Gi-Oh came up with the whole thing, it was like, what's that card? Oh, it's this. It'll do this, this, and this. You can thank Veroni Kenshin for that shit. <laughs> yeah, it's a shonen formula that became really popular. Which I always thought funny, like watching Yu-Gi-Oh, and then like trying to like it used to kill me. Like, all right, I summon summon Skull. You didn't even sacrifice for him. What are we doing here? Like, all right, so like we're, we're going to Kenshin. He's gonna try to teach me these sword techniques, and and like, what is this? Is this a wooden sword? What, Carly, to what? What, what do they call wooden swords again? No, like a warden training sword, like that Jin Tama uses, Jin Toki uses. Like, yo, yo, yo. You gotta start somewhere, man. Hey, hey, where's he going? Kenshin! Kenshin is it, is, do we call him Kenshin? <laughs> hey, get, get back here! Uh, he just walked off, man. Like, what the fuck? What, what am I supposed to do with this? I can't, this, this looks like something my mom would have whooped my ass with. <laughs> like, oh, Jesus Christ. Like, it, oh, then again, like, chunklatas are some very dangerous weapons, man. Y'all ever been hit with a chunklata? No? Keep it that way. <laughs> Alright, so. Alright, so. Oh, man. Like, I feel like. Oh, I thought. Alright, so. You know what? I got an idea. I think there's one person who could train me and, like, honestly, will give me the strength. Because, all right, so we, we, we got my cool. All right, so Kenshiro couldn't help me. Uh, I don't think turning into a female is going to help me. Um, Goku's going to get us all killed. But I think I learned, like, at least how to throw a projectile. So that's good, right? Okay, uh, the, the robot guys have taught me coordination. And. Roni Kenshin, thanks a lot, guy, gave me this wooden training sword. I believe there's a name for this. I, I don't know what it is. So, alright, so I think what I need now is somebody that can help me teach, like, core value. So, we're going to play Heki Reki from... It's the opening to Hajime no Ippo. I think it's called New Challenger. Basically, I believe it's Season 2. Uh, the song is sung by a group called Last Alliance. So we'll go ahead and play that.
Hecky Recky by Last Alliance for Hajime no Ippo, um, New Challenger. Uh, Hajime no Ippo, for those of you who don't know, is a boxing anime slash manga. Um, it, follows the, it follows the story of Ippo, who is a young boy who trains to be a boxer and his rigors and struggles he goes through and those who he learns how to box with. One of the most notable characters in the series is a guy named Takamura, whom I've named several Heracross after. <laughs> uh, Carlia, you said you don't know anything about this? Well, I've, I've seen some of people, at, but just the anime, and um, I've watched like a bit of like the first run. Cause I, yeah, then it ended, but then Madhouse came back and uh, continued it for a bit. Uh, and I think this that's what this is 
Yeah, it is. And, um, yeah, so I've seen, like, the, the movie and stuff, and I, I love people, and actually, it's one of the series that I, I really am eager to go back and consume entirely, because I, I really enjoy, like, all the details they go into when there is a fight, and that's why I, I feel like you originally were saying, no, well, let's not use this, because it's more of a sports anime, but I feel like, man, no, like, when it comes to martial arts, like, boxing, the way that it's covered in here, just as good as any other martial art, and, you know, boxing is, uh, you know, a physical form, just like uh, wushu or you know, any, any type of martial arts style. So I'm, I'm all for using Ippo because I think it's it's right up there. Wushu, you mean Wu-Tang? Wu-Tang forever? Wu-Tang? Wu-Tang? Yeah, Wu-Tang, yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 the source, the source. Not the, not the set line rap group. I've actually ultimately decided that from now on, I'm not going to say God bless America or wave goodbye to people. It's just going to be Wu-Tang forever. Just, yeah, that just, sounds good to me. Um... But, all right, so with Ippo, like I said, he learns how to box, and they do get very detailed, especially in a lot of the techniques. Like, for instance, in the most recent chapter of the anime, they talked about the Philly Shell style, which, for those of you who don't know, the Philly Shell style is um, a boxing technique used, and it originates from Philadelphia, where the boxer basically kinds of, they block their body with, like, their, like, not their more dominant arm, but their less dominant arm. So if they're a southpaw, they'll block... They'll take most of the blows with their right arm and throw jabs with their left and vice versa. But they kind of block from the side like they hold their arms across over their body. And it's a very um, it's a very prominent technique um, in a lot of boxing games. And a lot of boxers use it. Um, they talk about, like I said, there's a lot of different styles they talk about. There's flicker style. They talk about outboxers, inboxers, flicker style, things like that. Um, while the anime is great, I really have never watched it. I enjoy the manga more than anything because the lengths that the manga go through, like they just got through this one really big chapter just recently, and it's like I've been reading this thing since, uh, wow, before I even met my son's mother. So I've I've been reading this thing for like years, and I've been like truly obsessed with it. Um, yeah, that's that's dope. I love it. So like I, I like I know a little bit of everything. Um, if I had to say my favorite characters out of the entire series, uh, the one character who just recently started growing on me was Sendo. I mean, I already liked Sendo as it was, but he just starts recently growing on me. I do like Ippo. I like his um, flicker style. One of my Lucario is actually called Ippo in my Pokemon nice. team. Um, and as I said before... Do you ever play Steve Fox in Tekken? Yes. And the thing is, he has... Um, so Ippo's main fighting one his main technique in the manga is called the Dempsey roll now yeah. for those of you who don't know if you want to get a good idea of what this is uh look up Tekken videos and put in Steve Fox Dempsey roll that's probably the best way of describing it even though it's from a video game perspective but that's basically what the Dempsey roll is basically the boxer tucks low puts his fists up and like the peekaboo style so to say and they bob and weave from side to side and they either throw mainly body or headshots. In the manga and anime, Ippo throws mainly headshots. I mean, he hits the body, but like he just goes back and forth. Um, but yeah, I love this show. Like I always watch AMVs of it. One of my favorite AMVs is um, of Takamura versus Brian Hawk, and the song playing in the background is "Break Me Down" by Red. And it is just if you ever get a chance, look up the YouTube video. It's awesome. Also, if you look up AMVs. 
of Hajime no Ippo with this song in the background. They are just as awesome, especially. Um, oh wait, another one is um, there was Takamura versus Eagle, and the song playing in the background is "Weight of My Pride," and it is one of my favorite AMVs of all time. Up next to "The Best of You" and um, "Sharada," so which was made by I think what was her name? Something Moon. She used to make a lot of AMV videos, but we're, we're getting off top. So Ippo's gonna train me how to do the Dempsey roll. So, all right, so, so I, 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 and what, what did we call it again? The sword? It's called a what? A, a Kembo. A, a Kembo? Yeah. A Bokken. Oh, a Bokken. All right, so I got my Bokken. Um, I got my, you know, projectile, which I'm calling Goki. Okay, like, um, for those of you who don't know, yes, I ripped it off of, you know, um, Ronin Warriors. Gauki! Great show also. I was going to put that on here, but then I realized... That's not really martial arts. <laughs> nah, they don't really go into. I like that show too. Uh, but it's, it's more in line with like Sailor Moon than martial arts. I feel like next time I have you on, next two times I have you on, I have to have you on for mecha anime and '90s anime. An, look, not really anime, but an, like '90s TV show that were um, serialized here in the U.S. Sure. '90s anime. So, but like, yeah. All right. So I got my book tie. Um, I've got my choreography down, alright, and now I can do the Dempsey roll, so I'm just gonna bob side to side with the sword, I'm just gonna slice and dice my way through, I feel like we're forgetting something. <laughs> Wait, the guy never told me where to fight him at. Huh. So, I guess I just sit here in the dark and wait for him to show up like Leon the Professional? So I'm, I'm just arts, but yeah. so, so I'm, I'm just gonna sit on my couch in the dark with you know my back to the wall with this bok tie in my hand, you know just you know charging up my energy ball. <laughs> well, my landlord don't have to come down here anytime soon. <laughs> anyway, all right. So um, thanks for coming on, Carlito. It was great to have you on and talk about like martial arts and anime. Um, you definitely know your stuff. Um, so where can people find you other than the three hero heroes three podcasts? So I'm yeah, I'm on social media. So my Twitter handle is Pooplos underscore Z. <laughs> and um, outside of that, uh, I mean I have my Instagram where I post some of my art and stuff that I'm doing. It's uh, KF underscore Carlito. And uh, like you said, the Heroes 3 podcast. So if you're interested in uh, martial arts films, uh, actually Asian cinema in general, we definitely lead towards Kung Fu movies because that's kind of our bread and butter. But I really enjoy talking about everything. So samurai film, uh, we covered some anime. We, we did cover the original uh, Hokuto no Ken film from uh, 1986. Okay. And um, we've done... What other anime have we done? Paprika we did recently. That was really good. I know you said you liked Versus, the Ryuhei Kitamura film. Oh my god. Versus. Oh my god. So, so yeah. for those of you who don't know, Versus is probably one of the best and highly, is criminally underrated Japanese zombie films there is. 
if y'all yeah. get the chance, go find this. Watch it. Yeah, if, if you've ever played like Devil May Cry or, or Bayonetta or something like that, I, I feel like the DNA of that is in these, in Ryuhei Kitamura's work and especially in Versus. It's like um, Devil May Cry meets the Evil Dead, basically. So, actually, you know, I got a question to ask. Since you know so much, I wonder, have you ever heard of Zaram? Yeah, Zaram. So, Zaram's by Keita Amamiya. Oh, my actually, God. Actually, we haven't covered it on the podcast yet, but I for sure want to cover Keita Amamiya. So, we do, like, Zaram 1, Zaram 2. Um, Hakaider is a really cool Keita Amamiya film. I... But, yeah, Zaram wait, 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 wait. You said Hakaider? Hakaider. Oh, Hakaider. Okay, I thought you said... So, uh, Kaider is the antagonist in Inky Kaider, so that's like the he's like an anti-hero. All right, I need to um. Uh, yeah, so they're directly related. I might because I, I I need to rewatch the Kaider anime. Um, but it's funny that you said yeah, it. So that's good. you you've seen the live actions of Ram? Yeah, of course, and I've seen Iria the animation too. Okay, so it's funny. Like, all right, so I I don't even know how to describe the Ram. Y'all just. Look it up on YouTube. The full video of the live action one is actually up on YouTube, and so is the anime. It's funny because when me and my brothers were kids, uh, a lot of people won't remember this. So, and some may. Do you remember Monster Vision? Monster Vision sounds very familiar to me. It's like a, a programming block, right? Yeah, it was on TNT every Saturday night. Yeah, they would play. Great. They would play classic B movies and sometimes Japanese horror movies. And I remember one particular oh, night. Awesome. They, sh- they showed Zaram on there. Yes. It was the first time nice. me and my brother David had seen it. And we didn't see it again until like, like years later on the sci-fi channel. Okay. Sure. Yeah, so this story, these types of stories, this is the things that I love. Because back then, you know, it wasn't like how everything is now where everything's so easily accessible. When we were kids, we were watching cable TV. Mm-hmm. And you didn't know what was gonna be on, and then something awesome would be on, and you're like, "Oh my god! Like, what is that?" And who knows if you'd ever find it again, or if it would ever even get released on VHS or DVD. So yeah, that's that's awesome that that's how you saw Zaram. Yeah, because a lot of people like all right. So, oh god, like like Carlito said, like when I was a kid, like there was a lot of different shows that I um or movies that I would come across by happenstance. Like first time I saw Vampire Hunter D was on TBS and it was like at maybe like a, at 11 o'clock at night it was just for me um similarly there was like um sci-fi channel and had like Saturday morning anime I always uh, missed I it I always missed oh, that yeah so so there's like Armitage I saw that there one of my favorite anime features is like an anthology film called Robot Carnival I mean, I remember, uh, like I said, like, we saw this, and then we're like, oh, man, and then, like, I think, like, maybe a year or two later, it came back on Sci-Fi Channel, it came back on, on the Sci-Fi Channel, and then the anime aired, and we were both bugging out, like, wait, there was an anime of this? Yeah. And, like, it showed, like, it, it's just, and I remember, I think it was, like, it was a few months back, I couldn't sleep, and I was just going through, I went through this weird thing where, because when I was a kid, Sci-Fi Channel... And say what y'all will about Sci-Fi Channel now. Back in the day, Sci-Fi Channel used to always have like a creature feature of some kind. Or they would show a lot of different things like um, Puppet Master. Oh my god. Sci-Fi Channel used to have a Puppet Master week. 
I miss it. They used to have a Godzilla week. I still miss it. Granted, um, what's his name? Um, L, uh, what's that one TV channel series? Um, our TV, oh, that one channel, like Lucha Underground used to come on it. El Rodeo or something like that. Um, El Rey. El, El Rey. Yeah, actually, El Rey shows a lot of Kung Fu yeah. films, too. Is that channel still around? Um, I don't, I don't have it down, I don't have it down here, but I had it when I was at the Buffalo. El Rey will show things like, all right, Christmas Eve, and I think Christmas Day is Godzilla Day. They will show nothing but Godzilla films the entire day. Um, but yeah, like, like I said, growing up, like a lot, like Carlito said, a lot of times you would not know when this stuff would come on and boom, it would just come on. Now you're like, oh man, what is this great thing? Um... I know one of the, like I said, they used to have Puppet Master Week. Like, sci-fi used to be the place to be for certain shows. And I think recently, this was a couple years back, my oldest son was about six, seven months old. Um, and Cartoon Network's Adult Swim on Saturday starts showing anime movies at night. And it was awesome because, it, to me, it harkened back to them days of, like, monster vision on tnt where you would you would see a movie you didn't know existed and this was the first time i saw the anime called summer wars it was great oh yeah great yeah. and and then and then they showed um the next week they showed neon genesis evangelion 1.0 and then 2.0 nice and i was just like okay this is where it's at and like these this is from an era and time where like carlito said like Everything's so easily accessed now. Like, if I want to watch Zaram, I can pull it up on YouTube. If I want to watch, um, I don't know, what was another old anime from back? Like, the Akira, YouTube. Vampire Hunter D, YouTube. Or, like, Netflix or whatever. Um, there's so many, like, stuff that's been lost in the annals of time that a lot of times, like, you know, I really wish we had these things. I get it. We have all these streaming services. I get that. I understand it. But just bring, like, you know, once in a while, it's not like, all right, I showed my kids Little Nemo's Adventure in Slumberland, okay? Uh, I think what's his, Utopio Nemo actually talked about it. He played a track from the game in y'all's match yeah, on VGM Fight Club. Um, yeah, I was really happy to hear him mention the animation because, yeah, I love it too. But, and it got a DVD release recently. I think actually, yeah, DVD or Blu-ray release uh, within the last like three or four years like, so when when that came out i grabbed it right away I, what either way like i watched it on um what's it called uh because on Crunchyroll it's always free um, yeah right but either way like these are like these are like things from our past that like you know like a lot of times people will forget these things like carly like what was it? i think when we were younger it was very simple like there's no more saturday morning cartoons that within itself is a travesty. I will put this whole world being in the situation it's in right now because there are no more Saturday morning cartoons. None. That, that that was the end for that. To me, that marked the end of mankind when Saturday morning cartoons stopped airing. Like seriously, like back in the day, it was look. You had your Saturday. You get up Saturday. You have your Saturday morning cartoons, and then it was like, what is it like? Martial arts, like double feature or something like that. And for those of us Saturday afternoons would be kung fu movies. Yeah, and for those of us who did not have cable, that block of TV that would be on like the antenna channels and stuff is where it was at. Because guess what? You didn't have cable, so you either went outside or you watched whatever you had in front of you. There was like yep. 
that's why, like, I, one of these days, like, I, I keep... My sons aren't old enough yet to really understand certain things, but I know somewhere down the line there's going to come a day where they're ungrateful for things. I'm like, okay, we're going to Stone Age this. And I'm going to turn off all the, the, the internet, everything. And guess what? Dad can survive without the internet. Dad has survived without the internet. Y'all, on the other hand, man, man, no, you can't use the flash drive to watch any movies. No, no, you got, you better hook up the antenna to the TV, get you some foil, and position that thing just right. Like, just, just, you're laughing because you've been there. Look, man. Look, you don't understand. Like, look. That's why I'm like, look, these, like, oh god, just. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm glad for Netflix and stuff, but just this anime like this and things like this. This is where it was at. Like, I remember the first time I saw Dragon Ball Z was on a Sunday morning. Like, I had seen Dragon Ball when I was a kid. Like, my dad brought home a, um, a VHS from his job the one day, and it was Dragon Ball. Okay. We didn't hear about Dragon Ball again until Dragon Ball Z, and me and my brother David saw it by happenstance on a Sunday morning on what's now called the CW. Back then, it was called the UPN or Upin. Don't ask people. Don't ask. Just, just. There was a cow for a mascot. Like speaking of mascots, does anyone remember Milk Thing? What's that? Oh my God, I am so old. All right, so I'm gonna send you a picture once we're done. Um. Oh my god, you know what? I think that might be the name of the episode. Uh, Wu-Tang Forever, or do you remember Milk Thing? <laughs> nice. Oh my god, but anyway, thank you again, Carlito, for coming on. Um, for those of you who would yeah, no love to hear more of him, tune into the Heroes 3 podcast. Also, he was on an episode of, uh, he was on Rhythm and Pixels for the La Mulana episode, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm a huge fan of video game music, so... I, um, I, I tried playing, I, I look... Probably- I play. I try playing La Mulana too, man. Like, I I stopped at the second boss. Oh well, I mean, it sounds like you put in a good effort because uh, the game is is not is kind of punishing. But kind of. Like, it, when you get to a point where you kind of understand the rules of this game, uh, it, there's a point where it just clicks. And I mean, I don't know. I love La Mulana one and two, so. Uh, I was, I'm just happy that so many people, because we talked about it on Rhythm and Pixels, it seems like a lot of people tried the game out, so that, I mean, I feel like my job is done. Yeah, I definitely tried it, because Pernell, you and Pernell raved about it so much, I was like, you know what, forget it, fine, I'm going to get this game, and I got it. And you know what his first yeah. biggest mistake was? I read the Cursed Tablet twice. Oh, why did you do that? Because, Don't look, alright, look. Do you know how often a game will sit there and tell you, do not do this, and you'll do it again, and nothing happens? Yeah, with La La dude, it does not play, man. Like, yeah, I learned the hard way, because it was like, okay, uh, like, I, I had to restart the game over, actually, because of that. I was like, yo, I can't do this. Yeah, like, you, you kind of do, like, especially just, if it's your first time through. And the thing's yeah, just, like, I, um, I, uh, I, 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 oh, God, I barely got past it, and this madman, Purnell... Play through La Mulana 1 with no sub-weapons. Yeah, well, that's the kind of dude that he is. <laughs> like, that's why I call him the masochistic metal madman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, it's actually funny. I've been on, I've been on a handful of BGM podcasts because, I, I don't know, I just love sharing uh, the stuff that I like. Yeah, I think you were that's on, um, 
you were on uh, BGM Embassy for the Beat 'em Ups episode. Yep. Okay, so um, which oh god, like so uh, so since you know about Beat 'em Ups, have you ever played the Accursed Double Dragon Five: The Shadow Falls? That that response tells me everything. It's not a beat 'em up, but that that's not a good thing either. Oh god, just uh, anyway. Yeah, it's bad. I, uh, we'll we'll talk more about that afterwards. But oh, that uh, like I said, people, you can find him at Heroes Three. Um, he's been on Rhythm Pixels, VGM Embassy. Um, you can find me on Facebook at just Daryl Bowers. Um, email us at Senpai's Playlist at hotmail.com. Uh, I don't have a Discord or anything for this. Um, I'm on Anchor and archive.org. Um, also check out my other podcast, VGM Fight Club. So this was our retrospective and also my training montage to defeating this guy that just threatened me. And I'm just wondering, but before we go, all right, Carlito. So how, all right, so how many fighters do you think they're gonna announce for Combat Pack 2? based on the trends um i think so they do this thing where you know they try to tease you but i feel like lately they've been giving people more than you'd expect them to so i feel like it's gonna probably be like four or five characters right yeah probably i would say four five might be a bit much but definitely four because i think first fighter pack was um shang shung um night wolf shiva Joker and Spawn, so it might be five. Yeah. But then again, with Aftermath, they gave us um, Fujin. Um, no, not Shiva. Um, Sindel. Shiva came with Aftermath, and Robo. Oh, they also gave us Terminator. So there was six in Combat Pack One, and yeah. three in Aftermath. So honestly, I would say maybe. Hmm, if they wanted to round it out to a nice number, maybe another six, because that would give us 15 new fighters, plus however many fighters are currently in the game. Um, so, all right, Rumor Mill is saying Rambo. Okay. Now, you played Mortal Kombat before, right? Yeah, but I don't really keep up with the newer games. Okay. I mean, I follow them, like the news and stuff, but I don't, I don't play, I played an MK9 competitively a little bit. Okay, so, and, um, who would you, all right, who would you like to see return? Like, give me one person you'd like to see return that's currently not in the game. And if you don't know who, I can tell you if they're in the game or not. And one guest character you would like to see that's plausible. <laughs> <laughs> well, based on how it's been, like, anybody's plausible, it seems like. Yo, this is not Smash Brothers. <laughs> give me the DeLorean from Back to the Future. <laughs> so we just got Doc Brown smashing into people? No, it's just the car, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Look, this is not fighting vipers. This is not fighting vipers. <laughs> Here's my pick is Optimus Prime. <laughs> Dude, do it. There's, there's enough robots in the game at this point. It makes sense. Um, who would you like to see return? <laughs> A returning character. Let's see. There's so many characters in the game already. I, I, I have everybody that I really like. Oh, okay. Is Ermac in the new Mortal Kombat? He is not an 11, no. Throw Ermac in there. He'll, like, telekinetically slam people all over the place. Okay. So, um, for me... <laughs> I, do. I like ninjas. Watch out. 
Uh, for me, if I had to pick someone, let's see, uh, guest character. If I could have a returning guest character, I would want Freddy and Jason back, but I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think Ed Boone's going to go to rob a Smash Ultimate. So I will settle for either Candyman, because I'm thinking like the horror movie aspect, because right now we got 90s, like right now we got 90s action movie stars. So great. Rambo would be great, but at the same time, I'm just like, I don't know if I really want John Rambo I mean, if he's in there, fine. Whatever, he's in there. Like, I, you know, it's not Minecraft Steve. But if I had my choice, uh, horror movie-wise, Candyman, maybe Pinhead, or... Um, oh, God, what's that? Um, no. Oh, God, no. God, no. You know, honestly, I really don't like that movie. Oh, I, man. I, I don't... I, it's not that I hate it. I get it, it's a cult classic, but it just never really appealed to me. It was like, it's one of the movies that was on TV that I had to watch till a better movie came on. Saying like, alright, I don't like Captain Planet. I like the intro though, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, everyone loves the intro. Like, there's some shows that, like, I love the intro, but I hate the show itself. Like, Tailspin and Chippendale's Rescue Rangers. Love the intros. Hate those shows. Dang. I feel like there's shows, like, for those who don't know, during there also used to be an afternoon block of cartoons during the weekday. There was always a block of TV shows, cartoon shows that normally would not get that much press, but they would just throw it in there for an hour just till the actual good cartoons come on. Some of these most wild ones was Bruno the Kid, uh, The Adventures of James Bond Jr. Um, <laughs> it was bad, boys and girls. It was bad. Um, Bruno the Kid is bad. That's that's the only reason that exists because Bruce Willis was like, I want to make a cartoon. That's it. Have you ever seen the Battletoads cartoon? Yeah, I did. Oh my god. <laughs> um, but let me think. Uh, who who else? Kenshiro. I would love Kenshiro in the game. <laughs> that would be crazy. But it would it would fit. It would fit. In terms of returning characters, um, well, I got Sub Zero. I got Frost. Um. It'd be nice if Smoke came back, I guess. I could do without the side I, I could do without the robots sector in them. Okay. But they'll probably you know, they'll probably put them in there anyway, just because, you know, everyone's always wanted Sector and Cyrax and stuff. I, like, I like the robots. I played uh yeah, Mustard. I just call him Mustard. I played Mustard in nine. Cyrax. <laughs> So he was okay. he was pretty I, good. I was just call him ketchup and mustard, but yeah, I always used him in MK9 with his web traps and his bomb traps. Um, I guess. Ooh, all right. Maybe Striker. Bring Striker back. Yeah, Striker's cool. I'd like so, that. So either way, we will see tomorrow if either of our guesses are correct. Maybe the Rambo rumor will be true. All I know is this: don't bring back Bo Raichel. Don't bring back Bo Raichel. No one, no one asked for Bo Raichel. No one wants Bo Raichel. Dark Ages of Mortal Kombat. Oh god, look. I, I I say to myself this often, and I call it I call it the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles next mutation effect, where something is so terrible, but you're so happy to just have a new something new to a property that you love, know and love, and the fact that it's something new, you accept it. But then you look back on it, you're like, my god, this was terrible. That's how I feel about Deadly Alliance, um, Deception, 
And uh, what was it? Armageddon? Yeah, they're bad. Just, just. They're uh, bad. Anyway, thank you again, man. We've got long enough. Um, you have a good night. Thanks for coming. <laughs> yeah, you too. Take care. So that was Kung Fu Carlito. I thank you all for joining us on this special episode. Uh, final words before I go. Uh, so there's a lot of really crazy stuff going on in terms of the world of politics and the world in general. Um, a lot of people are afraid. A lot of people are mad. What I will say is this. Try to cherish your loved ones as best as you can. Um, control what you have control over and hopefully everything will turn out okay in about a month's time. Um, I can't promise that. I know me personally, I, I am honestly horrified of what's going to happen next. And I am highly considering, um, moving to Canada. This is not a joke because I can't see myself living in a country where not only are my children constantly having to look over their shoulders and fear for just who they like for being born and being of a certain race, but also because just you have some egotistic guy who just, uh, oh my God, just. It's a screwed up thing. So um, thank you all for joining me for Senpai's Playlist. You all have a good night.